is the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson, and this is a special bonus episode today. As you will hear a, a sermon that I had the opportunity to preach at my local church uh, just outside of Charlotte. Uh, the church is called The Point, and I was able to, to speak on the topic of worry and anxiousness and trusting God, and it was uh, an important message for myself to hear, and so I, uh, God really gave me the message and, and the words to say, uh, and it was uh, for me first, and then was able to share it with the congregation on Sunday, and now want to share it with you as a, a loyal Unpacking It podcast listener. And so I hope you enjoy it and are encouraged by God's message for us today. Do not be anxious because we can trust him. And so how do we not worry? We'll learn about that today. And, and what type of mindset does worry sort of, uh, when we have the wrong mindset, we worry. And then how do we have the right mindset? So uh, a lot to unpack. And, and so we'll jump right in. So here we go, a sermon from the Point Church. All right, so we are in the middle of a series in Matthew 6 called Doing Right. Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount. And so the last few weeks, we, we've talked about how doing matters. Do right from the heart. We talked about loving matters. Love faithfully from the heart. Praying matters. Pray authentically from the heart. Fasting matters. Fast for the right reasons in the right way from the heart. Last week, money matters. And where's our heart at with money and how we respond and view money? And so today, we're talking about the mind and how mindfulness matters. And so mindfulness is actually defined as the state or quality of being mindful or aware of something. And so today, I want us to consider what we're thinking about and, and ask the question, what is your mind full of? Because we all came in here thinking about something today, things are on our minds, and I wonder how, how many of us are filled with worry and anxious thoughts. And we came into here today with those types of thoughts. And so we're gonna consider that today and, and we're gonna think about actually how to think right. And we're going to talk about how, how to actually think right uh, according to scripture and, and, and who Jesus is in our lives. And so let's go to Matthew 6, verses 25 through, 20, uh, through 34. And this is Jesus speaking right after he, he just said, uh, we, we can't serve two masters. We can't serve God and money. And then he says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at, consider, be mindful. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. 
Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so Jesus asks you know, multiple questions in here that, that cause us to be mindful and to consider and to look at. And so I've got three questions for us to, to consider today as we deal with the mind and specifically this concept of worry and anxious thoughts. And so the first question, why are we anxious and why do we worry? Well, I think the first thing is I am anxious and I worry because I want to know. I want to know. As we see in this verses, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? And, and this kind of continuation about money, you know, so many of us were, were worried about money. Will I be able to pay my bills? Will I be able to retire? Will I keep my job? Will I get a new job? Will I get the promotion? Will the investment be worth it? Will I be able to pay for that? Personally, as I prepare for this message, this is, this is heavy for me because I lead a ministry that requires support, donors. We, people support our ministry and we're having a tough summer. It, it's a challenging summer. And so I'm battling these questions. You know, will, will we have enough at the end of the summer to continue unpacking it? And so I have that choice. Am I going to be anxious and worry or am I going to trust? And so for each of us, what is that question? What is that question that, that you want to know that, that, that is causing worry? Is it maybe kids related? You know, will my kids be safe? Will my kids grow out of this stage? And then, you know, moving on to, will I get through this challenging situation? Whatever it may be. Maybe, maybe it's a, a, a health news that, that you received this week. And so you're wondering how you're gonna handle that. And, and will I overcome this? And will I be able to get through it? And then also, we, we, we oftentimes ask the question, will I be able to get all of this done in time? That, that to me is a common, at least for me, a common question. Will I? Will I want to know? Will I get all this done? And it causes these anxious thoughts and this worry. And so in some ways, these questions, they're not bad questions, but the problem is when we ask them, we dwell on them and we allow them to consume us and then what happens as we ask these questions, our mind starts to fill with negativity and worry and fear and anxiety and stress and concern. And then we play that what if game and it leads to these emotions and these feelings and it, and it affects our behavior and it affects our perspective. And really, as we look at a lot of these questions, they're very self-centered and include I, will I, will I? And, and, and so we go to Matthew 6, 31, 32. This is in the Amplified Translation. Jesus saying, therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we gonna eat or what are we gonna drink or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry for your heavenly father knows that you need them. And the truth is he knows what we need before we even ask. And so instead of the worry driven, I want to know, I want to know, what are we gonna eat? Am I gonna pay the bills? My heavenly father knows what I need. And, and, and here's what we also know. We know 
according to scripture and according to our own lives as we've experienced God throughout our lives. We do know this. He's faithful. He's all powerful. He's the provider. He's good. God knows what he's doing. God is who he says he is. And God will take care of my needs. These are the promises of God, the promises of his word. And so the second thing, you know, why are we anxious and why do we worry? I'm anxious and I worry because I don't trust God. I don't trust the, the character of God when, when I allow the worry and the anxiousness to take over. And because we, we dwell on our circumstances instead of dwelling on the character of God. And we dwell on our problems instead of dwelling on the power of God and his promises. And so do I really trust him to provide what I need? Do I have faith in him? Do you have faith in him? Verse 30, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? I was actually talking about this, this phrase, O you of little faith, with, with my mentor the other day at, at lunch. And quick plug for being a mentor, having a mentor, going through, you know, just discipleship with somebody else that can speak life into you. He's, his name's Calvin. He's had a huge impact on my life. And, and so we're having this conversation and, and he goes, you know, that, that phrase sometimes we hear it as, you know, Jesus being angry. Oh, you have little faith. But, but what if it's actually really compassionate? And that's what I believe. Oh, you have little faith. I love you. I've got you. You're good. I'm, I'm with you. Oh, you have little faith. Come on. You know, and it's, it's, it's more of that type of uh, tone. And so as I think about that, this past week, I uh, had the opportunity to go on the lake. My parents have a boat, had a wonderful time over on, on Lake Wiley. And my daughter, Maddie, she's three, almost four. And she wakes up from her nap and she goes, I want to ride on the tube with you, dad. What? never been on the tube before, can't swim. So it's like, what, what do you mean you want to be on the, on the tube? And she goes, yeah, I want, to, I want to do it. And she had this excitement. She had this joy. She had this confidence. And of course, I wasn't going to let her ride alone. I, I was going to be with her. And, and so we get on the, the, the tube and, and moments before the boat takes off, I, I go, hey, you don't need to be scared. And she jumps in and she goes, yeah, you got me. I, I'm with you. I'm under your arms. And, and so it melts my heart. And, and so, you know, I, I tell her, hey, you'll be safe. And, and so my arms around her, and as you can see in the, the, the picture, the joy on, on her face. And the crazy thing was, she wasn't even gripping both of the, the handles. She like had one kind of casually on there. She wasn't white knuckling it. She, she allowed me to hold her. My arm was around her. And, and so we stopped. She wanted to go again. One, one, one ride wasn't enough. We were still hanging on. So no, I'm gonna do it again. And, and then the second time around, I, I, I'm serious. She started yelling, I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. She was having a blast. She was in my arms. She knew that I had her. And, and so actually just a couple days ago, I, 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 we were talking about the, the tubing again. And I, I said, why weren't you worried? And, and she said, you got me. I, I was under your arm. This is a three-year-old. And, and so she trusts her, her dad. And so I, I hope that we, we see the parallel here because we have a God who loves us, 
who is with us. And he's telling, he's telling us, I'm here, I'm with you, I've got you, trust me. And we can jump on this ride and we can take, we can you know, go wherever God wants us to go because he's with us. It's his strength. My little Maddie, she's not strong enough to ride the, 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 the tube. I'm strong enough, at least to hang onto the tube. I, I'm skiing later, but, but no, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm strong enough to hold her. God's got this. He's bigger than us. He's stronger. He's more powerful and he loves us. And so are we like Maddie and are we saying, yeah, I'm not worried, you got me. I'm not, I'm not worried, you got me. And so let's be able to, to, to face the, the, the bumps and the waves of, of life knowing that his arm is right around us. He's got us. But unfortunately, we don't always believe that. And so why are we anxious and why do we worry? I'm anxious and I worry because I'm buying the lies. I'm not believing that truth that he's got me. I'm buying the lies and my mind is, is, is filled with those instead of the truth. And so here may be some lies that, that you identify. A lot of these, I've wrestled with it at times as well. God must not be paying attention to me and understanding what's going on. Things are silent. Does he not know what he's, what's going on? He doesn't hear my prayers. Prayer doesn't work. His timing is too slow. He needs to speed it up. And then we start to say, I know better. I know the, be I know the right time. And then we say, I better take over from here. I need to take control. We push God off the tube. I'll take it from here. And, and then we say, it's up to me to figure this out. And then we'll even say that, you know, my worth is based on how much money I have, or I don't have enough money, I want more, or I'm not good enough, I just need to try harder, I just need to do more. And so all these lies are causing worry and anxiousness in us because we wanna, we wanna be in control. And, and, and we buy these lies that the world is feeding us, that the enemy is feeding us, and it's causing all of this in our mind. And we're wasting our mind. We're wasting our time. And, and the problem is we don't have that kingdom mindset because we're focused on things that ultimately aren't as important because what really matters is the things of God. And, and we get caught up in the day-to-day -day and all these other things, what we will eat, what we'll drink, what, we'll, what clothes we'll wear, and, and the list goes on. And each of us can identify those things that we get so caught up in, so consumed with. Our minds are always thinking about those things and then the worry takes over. But in verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And then 27, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And so we have to replace the lies with truth. And the truth is, God values us, God loves us. He wants to show us his grace and his mercy. And verse 26, are you not of more value than they? So do we believe that, that we're more valuable than the, the birds and the, and the flowers? Of course we are, because God showed us how much he loves us because he sent his only son, Jesus, to come to earth, to live the perfect life and to die on our behalf. That's the truth. That's the gospel. That's the good news that we don't have to do it. It's not up to us to save ourselves. It's not up to us to figure everything out. It's not us and not up to us to just work a little harder and, and, and earn salvation or work a little harder and make things happen all the time. 
No, we trust in him and it frees us from the lies and they're replaced by truth. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And so the commentary I was reading, it says, Paul uses the word graciously to describe God's giving. Ever and always, what God gives to us is not about what we have given to God. It's not about our sin or lack of sin. The God who is for us, who loves us, gives to us all good things based on his goodness and not on ours. They are truly gifts. And so he gives us good gifts. He gives us everything we need. And oftentimes it's more than what we need. And, And we praise him for that. But, but most importantly, he gives us eternal life. He allows us to know him. We get to know our creator. We get to fellowship with him. We get to be with him now and forever. And, and when, we, when we do know him and we actually cling to these truths, we can live lightly. We don't have to live with the weight of the weight of our sin, the weight of our worry, the weight of our anxiousness. No, we, we live freely and trusting you got me. You got me. And so I'll ask it again. Why are we anxious? Why do we worry? And now the tone is, what are we doing? Why are we worrying? Why? God loves us. What are we doing? Well, we know it's hard. We know it's hard, but we can't do it in our own strength. We have to trust him. And so the second question I wanna, I wanna focus on, what is the right mindset? How do we not worry? Well, we've got to have that kingdom mind. We've got to be kingdom-minded. We've got to be mindful in the way that Jesus wants us to be mindful. A couple of weeks ago, we were doing the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So are we trusting his will? Or is it always about what I, you know, I want? I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. Matthew 6, 33 again but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The Amplified Version, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God and all these things will be given to you also. And so I read this this week. Instead of living in constant and fruitless worry, Jesus gives his followers a different outlet for their energy. Pursue God's kingdom, trust his righteousness and leave it to him to take care of the basic needs of our lives. And so as we seek him, our thought life will reflect him. And so we'll focus on his kingdom instead of our own. And our mindset will will reflect that. And so what is the the right mindset? Another thing, it's a steadfast mind. So we're kingdom minded and then we're steadfast. It's one that trusts. Therefore, verse 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So we have to trust God for our, our care, you know, that he'll take care of everything that we're worried about for tomorrow. That he is with us in the midst of our trouble today. And so let's be present and at peace in our minds, at rest in him because of his character because of his will, his plan, his kingdom. That's what matters. That's what lasts. The spiritual realm. We get so focused on the worldly and the day-to-day. Let's just be present in his presence. 
And so uh, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 in the Amplified Version. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Trust confidently in the Lord forever. He is your fortress, your shield, your banner for the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. We sang that earlier today. And, And so am I trusting him no matter what, no matter the outcome. And is my mind at peace? Because I'm trusting him. It's steadfast with my trust, committed, focused on him and his character. And you know, we have to ask the question too, you know, what happens when he doesn't do what I want him to do? And that's tough. But do I really trust his character and his promises or is it just about him doing what I want him to do? Because oftentimes we'll stop trusting him because he didn't do what I, what I wanted him to do. But do we truly trust and is our mind steadfast on who he is, his character, his plan, his purpose, his kingdom come, his will be done? Because when we're not on that, then we're, we're worried and we're anxious. And so we can be freed up when we, when we allow our mind to be fixed on him. The third thing, what is the right mindset? The right mindset is a renewing mind. We have to think differently. We can't think how we used to think. We, we can't think how the world thinks. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, back to those lies. Those lies have to be renewed. They have to be you know, replaced with truth, and we, we need a new mind, a kingdom mind, a Christ-centered mind. Paul encourages us in Philippians 4, uh, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so we replace the worry and the anxious thoughts with good things, with truth, with the things that are excellent, excellent. And so are we meditating on scripture? Do we know God's word? Because then, as we feel it bubble up, right? The worry's bubbling up. The anxiousness is building up. Well, what do we do? Well, we go to God. And we say, God, replace those thoughts. Replace those thoughts. Renew my mind. Help me to think rightly. I want to think right. I want to think right. And so we have to pray and ask him. And so in Psalm 139, this is a good prayer we can pray. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And so we have to go to him. We have to spend time with him. And so I wanna kind of, as we close things out today, I wanna show two different images. This first image is a picture from Super Bowl three. So I'm a huge sports fan. I got a ministry for sports fans. I took almost to the final, final few minutes to talk sports, but, and I wasn't even alive, of course, for this, but Super Bowl three. this is Joe Namath, New York Jets. He guaranteed they were gonna beat the Baltimore Colts, the heavily favored Baltimore Colts. They did. This was days before the Super Bowl. He's just chilling by the pool. Look at him. And, and, and not only is he chilling by the pool in his sandals, he's having a good time, this guy right here is Brent Musburger. So he's a longtime broadcaster, ESPN, ABC, college football. Uh, but there he was getting a start. 
He was just a young reporter sitting at the feet of Joe Namath, just looking at him, soaking it in. Look at all these people, relaxed, having a nice time, just being in the presence of Joe Namath. All right, let's look at just a few months ago, this year's Super Bowl. Let's see what that looks like. Oh, boy. Look at all those people. Look at the craziness. There's Patrick Mahomes, star quarterback, somewhere. We can't even see him. We're so busy. We got all these, all these phones. Everybody's trying to get, you know, answer the question, trying to capture. It's just all about, you know, working hard, and it's just, it's just craziness. It's a big production. And so number three, my question for us today, how do I keep the right mindset and stop worrying? Sit at the feet of Jesus. Be with Jesus. Luke 10, 38 through 42, tells a story of Martha and Mary. They're the sisters of Lazarus, okay? And it's picked up in 38. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And so Mary is worried about what they're gonna eat and drink. That's what her focus is. Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. One commentary says, Martha is burdened by the honor of hosting Jesus and has busied herself with preparations. And so Martha is driven by cultural expectations and obligations. And so you and I can relate to this. We, we feel the, the, the weight of expectations and obligations of, of life and our to-do list and everything going on. And I, I gotta get this done. I gotta do this. And, and we end up, we're just busy. And, and, and dare I say that we're performing for Jesus. We, you know, Martha's trying to make it a nice time for Jesus, which is, which is nice and it's good, but it's not what's best. And oftentimes we can, all right, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna do this and do this. But have we spent time at the feet of Jesus? And what does that mean? It just means that, that intentional quality time listening to his teaching, listening to his word, being still and quiet, and what does he have to say? And being relaxed, at peace with him in his presence. Do we enjoy him? Do we enjoy Jesus? Or are we just so busy with life and even good things sometimes that we're doing for Jesus? But, but are we really living with him, in fellowship with him? Are we serving with him? not for our own motivation or the wrong motivations out of obligation or expectation. No, we're serving with, with an outflow, an overflow, an outpouring because of our time spent with him, because of our time knowing him, enjoying him. One commentary says, Jesus tries to teach Martha that she doesn't need to work so hard. He doesn't need her to work so hard, but she does need to sit and learn from what he has to say. And so we, we, we need to know. We, we need to, to sit at his feet and know what he has to say to us. And so Mary has chosen what is better. That's what's best. It's prioritizing and desiring to know Jesus above all else. Our fellowship with him above all else, that's what really matters. And so do we have that posture, that position of surrender and humility at his feet? 
that's a humbling thing. And so what, is it, what, what does it mean to be at the feet of Jesus? Well, we listen to truth. We learn what's most important. Our eyes are fixed on him. We lean into his presence. And just like that picture, we're relaxed. We enjoy him. We fellowship with him. And then, then what happens? Well, we remember who he is. We renew our mind. He renews our mind. As we, as we spend time with him and we, we, we meditate on scripture and when we hear his still small voice, we realign our desires and our perspective according to him. And so our mind begins to change. Our heart and our mind are, are in the right place, aligned with him. And so two more things. How, how do I keep the right mindset and stop worrying? Be mindful and aware of the presence of Jesus. So, so we spend time in his presence. I always think the morning's the best time for that, but, but maybe that's different for you. But that we, we enjoy his presence, that intentional time. But we don't leave Jesus. I, I, I spend time with him in the basement. I don't leave him in the basement. I take him with me. He, he goes with me. He's, he's everywhere we go. When, when we've surrendered our life to him, he is in us. Are we going with him? Are we aware of his presence in all the situations of our lives? He's got his arm around us. He's on the tube with us. He's got us. Are we aware of it? Are we mindful of it? Or is our mind so focused on the worry and all the things we have to do and the busyness and I gotta, I gotta do this and do that and do this and do that. And I'm guilty of it, I, I promise. But do we acknowledge that he's with us and, and we say, I, I need you, I need you. Help me. I can't do this on my own. I, I need your strength. I, I, I'm yielding to you. I'm relying on you. And the third thing here, how, how do I keep the right mindset and stop worrying? We have to give our cares to Jesus. We, we do have cares, but, but what are we gonna do with those cares? Are we gonna sit on them and let our mind go crazy with all of our cares? You know, it just goes on and on and on. It's like the, the questions, will I, will I, will I, what will I eat, what will I drink? What am I gonna do, what am I gonna do? And, and that's our mind. It's my mind oftentimes. But here's what it says in 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So we cast our cares. Jesus, you take it. I, I don't want to carry it. You carry it. You, you, can, you can carry it. Why am I trying to do it? Why am I trying to figure everything out? You know, for me personally, I, I can't make people donate to the ministry. I've got to trust him. And, and, and I've got to trust him that, that we're going to make it to the end of the summer. And so I have a choice. Am I going to worry and try to figure things out? And all right, Now, of course, just, Justin said this at the last service when he wrapped things up. Eventually, Mary got up from Jesus' feet. Yes, we spend time with Jesus and we get up and we serve him and we go do what we're called to do. And so, yes, we have responsibility, but we cast our cares, we cast the worry, we cast the, 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 the anxieties on him because he cares for us and he loves us and his arm is around us. And so, so what? So we wrap this up today. There's no room for worry when our mind is filled with the right things. 
And so are we filling our minds with the right things? So let's be aware of our thoughts. Let's be mindful of, wait, what am I thinking about? Why, why am I worried? Like, God loves me. I know Jesus. He's, he, he's, he, he's strong and powerful. It's his strength that I, that I trust in. I can't trust in the world. I can't trust in other people. I can't trust in myself. I trust in you. You got me. You got me. And so when we think right, we'll be light. And that's my hope today, that we can leave today feeling light. Because my guess is we came in feeling heavy. A lot of us, a lot of us have stuff going on, financial stuff, health stuff, you name it. We're worried, we're anxious about something. But I hope today we can think right and, and with a kingdom mind, focused on Christ, focused on who he is, his character, so that we can be light. Ah, light, just deep breath, right? We're, we're carrying so much all the time. And so now what? Let's have a mind that's steadfast, fixed on him. And let's seek first the kingdom. Let's seek first what's most important. God created us. So let's follow him and his plan and his purpose. And not worry about all these other things that get in the way and things that ultimately in the scheme of things and in light of eternity, many of them don't matter. So let's focus on what's best, the main thing, which is sit. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Jesus. 